0: Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Dirt Reporters for the week of February 14th in Kovac. Happy Valentine's Day, buddy. I know you don't get to see your life Lori, really much on Valentine's Day, but from the bottom of my heart, happy Valentine's Day. You deserve it, buddy. You deserve it. That, thanks, D. Suave, right? That's yes, what I have to just, say. And did we say that at, at Ocala
1: yeah. one time? You get to say, oh, During thanks, D. Suave.
0: Ah, thanks, D. Suave. Right. Yes. And then, I mean, <laughs> so, yep. McFadden, you. you taking out some ladies tonight, or what? Big V Day. I was about to say,
2: I'm quite offended that you didn't wish wish me a Happy Valentine's Day. Well, I was year, going, I was going to you, Happy V Day, Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, it's uh, it's it's always a busy week, right, for everybody. So, um, you know, we have Volusia and and uh, on the racetrack, and then off the racetrack, you know, um. Spend time with 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 friends and such too, right? So, yeah, always always a great week.
1: it, well, it is this, a great week. be, yeah, uh, Derek, Derek, Derek. He's gonna be he he'll be out with the ladies tonight because he, he said friends oh, too. He didn't just say yes. a girlfriend or you know, right? You know, beddies. I mean he's he's like many <laughs> many. He might be he might have several dates tonight because uh, I don't know, doubt it. Kyle McFadden, I see him right? all the time at
0: the he's a world traveler. Yeah. Yes, world traveler, world or different traveler, time zones, globe
2: trotter. Yes, yeah. however you yes. want to turn that. Yeah. <laughs> All right,
0: go back. Uh, this week's great, Volusia. We love it. We'll we might talk about it at the end. But uh, I'm in a state of depression after Saturday night's uh, finale of the Winter Nationals at East Bay Raceway Park. The place was a zoo. It was a madhouse. Cars everywhere. Uh, people everywhere. Uh, some reminiscing everywhere, just, I don't know, the nostalgia, you could just feel it in the air, Uh, the last race on Saturday. Dalton Wilson, though, got his first ever Lucas Oil victory, but I think the main storyline, other than that, was just the last East Bay Winter Nationals, and it was, uh, I don't know, it was kind of weird emotions for me anyway. It was sad, but it was also cool to see Dalton win, so I had just, like, different emotions uh, left and right. So, uh, yeah, it's... I don't know. It's pretty tough to say it was the last one there at East Bay, at least in February. Yeah, yeah. We have uh, another one. We have the $50,000
1: to win race for Lucas Oil, you know, in October 10th to 12th. But I mean, hey, yeah, there's still hurricanes around at that time. You know, it's still hurricane season and you never know what what the weather could be. And so, uh, I mean, that's not 100 percent that it happens because of the weather. Uh, So this is the one that we know there won't be another winter nationals now. Uh, I mean everybody there were still rumors going around in the pits. people I think seem like they're they're trying to talk themselves into maybe this will happen again, but I don't know it doesn't, sure doesn't seem like it uh that there'd be some sort of reprieve for east Bay uh so certainly it looks like it's it's the end and and it was a weird vibe there on, on Saturday, especially you know everybody's building up. everybody was talking about the last race uh the last winter Nationals race all week long, you know that's that's on everybody's mind, obviously but it kind of became real on Saturday when we're all there and, and, uh, you know, we're like, everything is, this is the last first, this is the last qualifying session. This is the last winter nationals heat race. This is the last feature four wide, you know, it, it, everything is the last, the last victory lane. And, uh, and after that last victory lane, it was really cool to have a new winner in there. uh, Uh, Dalton Wilson finally breaking through, uh, to get that win. And that, that's a great way to kind of cap it to, to have a nice story like that but also uh you, you already even as victory lane was going on you could see some fans that were when they went onto the racetrack and, and other people they were kind of milling about the racetrack going in turn one some people were i saw people digging up some uh some you know little pieces of you know some, uh, some clay and putting them in bottles or something you know just to have a piece of east bay to take with them and and that's what it really set in like this is this is the end of the winter nationals. We won't come, we won't, we drove back to the house after the race and it's like, we, we won't do this again. This, this, this has been happening. Um, I mean, I with dirt on dirt for me since 2015 and and, uh, and all everybody, you know, other from dirt on dirt longer than that. And, and people, other people longer than that. And it's just, just weird. That that'll be it.
0: Yeah. It's kind of like, uh, you know, you, Family vacation, everybody goes up just because. Other than Eldora, I would, say, and then probably Charlotte, I guess. But I'll, I mean, other than Eldora, I would say at least for late model side of things, that has all three, you know, three genres of race cars there. That it's we have different pockets throughout the entire country going to. You had like the Port Royal, uh, Gary Stuhler Nations up by where I was at, up in the hill in Turn Three. You had Devin Moran, uh, whole you know, town came there from the Dresden, Muskegon County area. Then you just have different parts of the country that have been going down there for so long that, you know, so many people have uh, just met each other there for that week, the first week in February in the Tampa area. Uh, McFadden though, you almost had FOMO. And then you come out of nowhere, out of left field, just coming in hot there for the Saturday finale. I mean, how was the like? How was that whole process going? And you're like, okay, on Friday I'm coming, or what? You just found this flight last second. You wanted to be there. You made it just in time uh, to, you know, for your first and obviously last time. I guess if you unless you go in October, but at least for the winter national th- side of things.
2: Yeah, I was laying in my bed on Friday, and I had thought about it. I'm like, you know, as Saturday got closer, uh, the thought like crept into my mind. I think on Thursday. And I'm like, man, like we were supposed to have a basketball game on Saturday because I coach basketball, high school basketball back in Maryland here. And then once I learned on on Tuesday that that the game had been canceled, it's like, okay, like I have a free Saturday night. Obviously, last winter nationals at East Bay. I've never been. And laying there on my bed, literally on Friday. And I'm like, I can't go, to, I can't go to sleep. I'm just like, man, like we, we're we booking a flight to Tampa and we're, we're going. Cause it's like, I can't look like, I can't work for dirt on and never experience a winter nationals at East Bay. Right. That, that just doesn't make a whole lot of, a whole lot of sense to me. Um, and so, I mean, that's, I mean, that's like part of, you know that's that's part of dirtly model history right and so even as just um uh, um as a a spectator with a purpose on on saturday um it's just like once once i got to east bay and you know walked the grounds for a night and kind of soaked in the atmosphere and talked with a bunch of people and um, like now I understand you know, now I understand East Bay's like the charm of East Bay and just like the uh the weight and the meaning and like the significance of the place. And so um yeah, I had serious FOMO there toward the end of last week. Um and so I uh I literally booked the flight for 6 a.m out of dc it's nice living where i am to have three international airports like an hour from my house so um and that was like one of the only flights out of the three airports that were that was gonna work um so thankful for that and um just uh yeah i mean going from not potentially ever seen a race at East Bay to, to be in there for the Saturday night finale, like that, that crowd, like, Oh my gosh. Like as Kevin was saying there, like, I had never seen, you know, when like Dalton Wilson was in victory lane there, given his post-race interview with Ben Shelton, like I had never seen an entire crowd, like nobody left, like nobody got up and that I saw went and left that moment in Victory Lane. Like every everybody seemed to stick around. Uh and it was like super quiet. It was like not eerie, but it was just like super quiet as like Dalton Wilson was was given his like emotional post-race interview. And it was just a scene like uh, that I had never really uh been immersed in. And so um I was one of those people that people that also took a piece of the racetrack with me too. Uh, cause who knows, I mean, who, who knows if, if, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be back in October or if that race will even be hap- happening. So, yeah, it's just like all the feels hit you at once and it's, uh, can't, can't ignore that. Right. And so, but no, just really glad to be there. Um, and it'll be a memory that I'll never forget.
0: Yeah. And Kobach, we. Yeah, there's probably people from Florida there that love that track. It's their local track. But I would say the majority of people are all over the country. And this isn't like a normal track where, you you know, people, you know, are mostly local. I would say that's all over the, you know, the nation that are going to be affected like this. Because arguments can be made, for me, February by far. Then Eldora, but I, I would have doubted if, you know, by the end of the... I guess Eldora now has six races, so Eldora would be two, but I guarantee you, East Bay is my top three, you know, races I've seen in person in my entire life, and I'm sure that's it, it is for a lot of other people as well. So it's going to be affected throughout the entire nation Then maybe if, like, one track closes that we see in other parts of the country where it has more of a local head to it.
1: Yeah, like, people from all over have been going there for so long. Uh, I mean, even if you're newer to the sport... Uh, I mean, Tyler Herb, he hasn't been around, Late he's only 27 years old, but he's been going there for, uh, I think, eight years now, and uh, and there's not, a lot of guys don't even actually have a home track, almost, you know, now, in, in these days, I mean, they might have started out somewhere for a few years, then they just start running regionally or nationally, and uh, and, and they just, and their home tracks would be the tracks they go out to the most, maybe like an Eldora or East Bay, because you're there six, six days or, and Volusia, uh, most tracks you just kind of go to once or twice and, uh, a, a year and, and you're not going to get a, the, the, as much of a connection to a place, a, a facility as you do at East Bay, when you're there for an entire week for year upon year. Uh, I, I think, um. And, and and that means I mean normally when a racetrack closes. It's it really it really affects those local people that are that have have so many to, so much time spent at that track and and of course there is regulars here obviously East Bay is a regular racetrack so there's a lot of a people that are, are missing it especially hard when the season ends. I mean it wasn't the end of the and the se- end of East Bay for them yet because it'll be come the end of the year. Uh, but for everyone else that just comes down during summer uh during the the speed weeks for the winter nationals i mean it hits a little harder because they have a have a connection to this and 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 it's spread out over the whole country and, and so many people have seen it even if they haven't been there a lot of people just have seen it and know about it from streaming and reading about it it's uh it's one of those racetracks that's a that's really got a really really got a connection to everybody and and i kind of i mean you got compare it to like one of the big racetracks that just closed in the last couple of years is i80 speedway out in uh in nebraska right. but i mean i didn't people like we, we were sad to see it go but other aside from the like that omaha crowd that nebraska crowd in the midwest there uh, that hit them the hardest because that's their home track but i mean everyone is missing it of course like in the national scene uh, but you only were there for a weekend a year. You weren't there for six days for forty-some years, you know. And it hasn't been going on for forty-some years for the big race. So there's a little – didn't. You don't. You don't feel that loss that you're having now with with East Bay. That's kind of how I feel.
0: Yeah, we hate that racetracks close for dis- different circumstances. But like you said, majority uh, of that area would be the most affected. This one would be all over the country. I mean, the Morans have been going down there since. You know, for 42 years, Donnie told me I, he put a tear in my eye for a Rodel Dora piece of just why he fell in love with this place and seeing his kids grow up there. Now he had grandkids there this year. It was a uh, quite the story there, and uh, you know, it melted my heart. I'm not going to lie. If we're going to keep this uh, Valentine's Day theme. Uh, yeah, it's sad. It, you know, it was everybody was reminiscing, but Kyle McFadden, Dalton Wilson gets his first ever Lucas Oil win. I see him get kissed by Tyler Herb on the cheek. When I interview him at Post Race Tech, if we're going to keep with the Valentine's Day theme, I asked him in my first question. I was like, I wondered how you were going to react when you got out of the car. And he had a great thunderous uh, victory lane celebration because he's very quiet, well-mannered kid. He didn't, he, he had showed all emotions when he got out of that car to finally get his first win, $15,000 payday. He's going to go down to history as the last ever Winter Nationals uh, driver
2: east bay yeah when when he got out of that that car i mean he completely obliterated that that i think it was the 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 victory fuel can um i mean he completely i mean he i've never seen a driver that amped up before in victory lane uh kind of did like the the t-mac roof pound on steroids there and and uh got up on on uh top of the car and um, I mean, he com- completely like let it, let loose. And so, um, it was, I mean, nine seconds, nine runner ups for him in Lucas soil series races, I believe, um, you know, that doesn't even count any of the other bigger races that he could have possibly won here since joining the, the, the tour back at, at the start of 2022. So, um, I know Kovac has covered his share of races where Dalton Wilson's been super close. I certainly have. Like, I remember, I remember last, I remember a few of them last year. One of them being a Tyler County Hillbilly 100, where he started from the pole led, led some laps early, but, uh, Jonathan Davenport got by him. I think Davenport led like 80, some laps of that race. Um, but again, like Dalton Wilson finished second. And, um, I, was also at tech too last weekend um, where he started from the pole again. And, you know, I remember making a comment to, I think it was Steve Arpin or somebody else, you know, like if Dalton had started, like if Dalton and Mac had, had switched uh, front row starting spots to where Dalton would start on the outside of that race and Mac would start from the inside. Um, I think, I think that race was, that race ultimately came down to that even though that Tim McCready drove a heck of a race and and did everything that he needed to do but circumstances aside and you you go back i go back at least and look at you know all the times that he was close and and maybe maybe it was meant to be in that sense right i mean it's like if if i'm Dalton Wilson and if i had to pick a race where i would break through for my first Win and e- emotions and sentiment and like sentimental value. Uh, and in, in terms of like how many people are interested in a particular race, like let's face it, we all know that a lot of people were watching Saturday night, and so why not East Bay, right? Like, why not pick East Bay's last like winter nationals to, to be the race to break through? And so, I'm certainly. We're all sure for him that it was worth it in the end. And so come Saturday night. Now, the question is, like, you know, where, what can this do for him for the rest of the year? And so I think I predicted three wins for him this year. Uh, I'm still pre- predicting that three wins. Could he get four? Maybe, I think five, stretching it just a little bit. But hey, I mean, he's, he's fifth in points. Uh, he's, whoops. Uh, he's, he's five points behind, the uh, – Moran there for fourth so I mean hey I mean he's certainly certainly shot shot out of a cannon uh this year he's got momentum on his side and it was just it was just really cool to see him you know I can speak for everybody it was really cool to see him um finally break through Uh, I think we can all resonate with that for him so that was awesome for sure
0: I think that Dalton's got to keep his hair high and tight now. We can't even call him yeah. big-term, you know. He ended the streak. And then I heard Essex say one time he's the only guy during speed weeks that needs like three haircuts because that thing grows at a rapid pace. Nice, thick uh, scalp there <laughs> yeah. for Dalton Wilson. Big-time win. Uh, his family and friends were there, Kovac. Your boy, Gullit, he was fired up and proud. Uh, yeah, just have his family there. That would be a good moment there that they'll always remember uh, for the 18, or you know D18 team.
1: That's one of the things he said afterwards that made winning at East Bay so, you know, uh, extra special, like getting that first win there, because so many of people that are close to him, support him, were there. You know, his mom was there, his his brother, well, Ethan, his brothers were there. Ethan, uh, who helps him and also races, helps him on the crew, Uh, he was there, and and he had cousins there. He had uh, sponsors there and in, in gullet you know jeff gullet who was uh, the main uh you know manager of the ratliff racing team and he's the one who called uh, uh he called dalton back in you know right before the 2020 2022 season started uh, to to offer him the ride after talking with james ratliff the owner of the team you know when james ratliff wanted to uh you know h- hire a guy to get kind of a younger guy to get back into it he uh as a, on a bigger basis than just when Justin Ratliff runs his son runs uh you know it's sporadically uh Gullett po- called up Brandon Overton and talked to him and Overton recommended Dalton Wilson he said that's a heck of a kid you know a heck of a hard worker uh man they, they really him and his brother really put a lot into it with not a lot of uh, resources so I think he he could really do something if he had a chance and uh Gullett and you know, talk to James Ratliff about it, Ratliff hires him and man, and uh, there's just been a big progression since then. I mean, you can, he didn't have much super late-mile experience when he went on the Lucas Oil Tour uh, two years ago, and and but he's been getting better and better and better. And you see he's just knocking on that door and he finally broke through and, uh, and, and to do it in front of all these people, uh, a really special for him. Unfortunately, it was too bad that James Ratliff and Justin Ratliff weren't there to, to be in victory lane. Also, they were down at East Bay in th- through Thursday, and he came close to winning the race early in the week, if you'll remember. And uh, he, he didn't, you know, he would have liked to have gotten a win before they left. But, man, James Ratliff and, and Justin, they were watching from home. And, uh, and Dalton talked to James not long after by the time when he got back to the trailer, and, you know. and. Uh, and, and by the way, a lot of people were, uh, congratulating, uh, Dalton Wilson. I mean, he said that when he went to the scale, we couldn't see it. I was, we were all in the infield. Uh, but when he went to the scales after that race, man, it was, he said he felt like Dale Earnhardt winning the 500. All these people were waiting for him <laughs> and congratulating them. And, and then the same thing, uh, after the race, you only know, had, you know, Overton went up to him and congratulating him victory lane. Tyler Herb kissed him in victory lane on the cheek. Uh, and then constantly people were coming over and congratulating him at the trailer. Just when I was there talking to him Ross Robinson and Tim McCready stopped by and uh, man he he brought a tear the wind brought a tear to Ross Robinson's eye you know he's a he's known to get some uh to get teared up a lot and, and he was I could see him he was emotional for for Dalton uh, it was a, just a cool
0: moment to to end the East Bay I'm gonna come right back to you Kovac, then Kyle can answer can he make the top four this year that's
1: a that's a good question because I think we have the way he's run already this year and and gotten some you know podium finishes and a win you almost feel like you gotta you know, increase the expectations for him I I wouldn't have put him in the a top four conversation at that point but right now I think he's fifth in points coming out of speed weeks uh, he he's doing well he's got a team that's coming well like one of the things that Gullett told me is that he wants to teach uh teach dalton how to run a race team you know you remember he again he, he's not a he's not a very he's a younger guy he's 27 and, and he still has a lot of time i mean he doesn't have a lot of time running a big time team uh, under his belt which he has he has the cars in fayetteville north carolina at his place they're not in campbellsville kentucky with the race team um so he he's still learning that can that mean it's a young team can they maintain enough to to go again i mean you got ricky thornton jr who again he's and that team is another team that's helped dalton that's what gullett said they've kind of hung around with them and anthony Burroughs. with gullett's not at the racetrack anthony Burroughs, uh the crew chief for ricky thornton has kind of helped uh dalton you know just guide him along a little bit you know and how to do things and man it's i would it's Not going to be a, uh, I wouldn't, uh, odds for this, for him getting in there. I mean, they're not like super high, but they're not impossible now. I think he really does have a shot. Um, You know, like we'll, we'll, we'll know, you know, let's get a couple months in here, see if he can maintain it and maybe he can go all the way to the, all the way to the top four in, uh, in September.
2: Kyle. Certainly possible. I was looking back at his stats last year and he he had two top, fives and three top tens through this point last year uh three space speed weeks and now he's got a win and five top fives and eight top tens through 12 races so um he's shown every every year like you know we've talked about this before like you know if you're a new touring driver like if you're trying to make the jump from the regional scene to the national scene i mean we've seen a lot of guys over the years just let's just face it it's just difficult to make that transition for a lot of different reasons but like you know he's finding ways it seems like to to get better and to evolve and and um I mean he's he's certainly up to this point he's hung a fifth of the races into the season for the series I mean he's he's on par with you know Devin Moran who was a corner last lap or one more lap perhaps away from getting Hudson oneill for that championship last year so Um, And the, the cool part is about, you know, the, the series race this year, the series championship is you just have to break into that top four to have a chance. And so um, for him, it's uh, he's just those eight top tens is what I look at, you know, Um, you know, eight top tens in 12 races. If he can continue to run in, in the top 10 and limit the bad nights, he'll, you know, he'll certainly be in the mix. It's just, as any form of racing, especially in dirt racing where you run 60 plus races a series you have to limit those bad nights to where they can cost you. So if you can continue to, to do that, then I wouldn't see why not.
0: Yeah. We go back to golden isles 2.0 where he finished uh ninth and 12th. So I'm guessing for him, he wants to bounce back and you know, get some good quality top five uh, runs there, and, you know, keep gaining some points and some traction there, but a lot of tracks that he's going to get to go to for the second or third time. And I think that, you know, I think he'll be good enough in the qualifying aspect. He showed a lot of improvement last year. So, we'll have to wait and see. I know that top four right now will be very, very tough to beat. But, hey, you never know. Dalton Wilson is uh, becoming quite the wheel man, especially here in the last two weeks. Um, well I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Okay, so I asked this on the drive home. What was, like, one – memory throughout the week Kovac that you talk to somebody like just one interaction with person talking about East Bay or the history of East Bay like some cool story you heard this past week
1: uh I I think one was just talking with Jonathan Davenport after uh he won on uh you know I was Friday night that was uh he he I asked him like, do you, he's never been a big huge East Bay fan. Uh, and like he, he's not getting sentimental, let's say about it going, even though he's won eight. That that was his eighth win there. I mean that's that's quite a that's a, a lot of wins. He he's one of the top uh, five winners of all time, uh, in Winter Nationals competition there. So he's had success and uh, won multiple races there three times. Uh, only this year he just won. And so he, he, he knows he does well there, but it's, it's just like, not his style kind of that. You could say, you know, he hasn't, he's not a guy that likes to run hard, all the time. He likes to be patient and, and doesn't like to like abuse the equipment. So just getting that out of the way. But I asked him, what's his first time there? If he remembers his first time going to East Bay and he, and he did You remember it was 2003. And he had just a, a ninety-three GRT car. He said, I had no business being there. I, I should I don't even know why I went. It was crazy. It was just nuts. <laughs> Early in his late model career, he had just really started running. Uh he, he got uh bought some used tires from his from his uh, granddad, who passed away at ninety-four years old just this week. He was his funeral was on Friday when da- Davenport won. Uh, and, and he gets in there, he didn't, he goes, We didn't know what we were doing. We got in there. Uh, we didn't even have a four-wheeler to push the car. He said he remembers going through the pits uh, and, they're, and they're pushing it just by hand and kind of, he said, kind of lost control of it for a second and that car started rolling. He says, right over here, he's like right along the other side right of, of turns one and two. Rick Eckert had his trailer parked there and man, we lost control of that car and I thought, this is me. Nobody knew who I was then, you know, and I thought I was going to run my car right into Rick Eckert's trailer I man. we barely got it without hitting it. Uh, and, and so I thought I could just remember that, you know, like it, it's, I think everybody probably has a story about their first time at East Bay that was sort of, you know, inauspicious, you know, not the greatest, you know, like they, they go there and, and they shouldn't have been there. And Davenport, like he said, he, he, he didn't even qualify. He ran two of the races that year, didn't qualify, hurt the motor. I think he had junkyard motor, uh, And he was out of there before it even was done the week, but he got the experience of it, you know, and he got this first taste of speed weeks there, uh, which a lot of drivers do. And uh, it was almost 10 years before he even came back. And since he came back, he's been there almost every year. And and he's now one of the, you know, goes down in the history books as one of the best guys that ever, ever ran the winter nationals with the number of wins he has. But going back to that first, first time, (laughs) You probably didn't see it. You didn't see a guy winning eight times when you when you looked at him there because he didn't make a big impression, other than nearly on a dent on uh, Rick Eckert's trailer, I guess.
0: <laughs> oh boy! Hopefully Eckert doesn't know about it. They just kind of hit it, the yeah. one was around and backed up and went away. Kyle, I know you're only there for twelve hours, but you were mingling, walking around. Was there any uh, good conversations you had there?
2: I walked up to Earl Pearson Jr. It was like right right before the feature and. Even earlier, like in the night, and I just asked him, "Hey, you know, like is is it is it like setting in for you? Like I know you're gonna be back in October, but is this like, is this like how real is this moment?" And uh, you know, he gave me kind of a, a short answer of uh, just how he was just gonna go out and 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 you know how EPJ is. You know, he's just super laid back and and just really you know, you know chill. Not really like doesn't doesn't really like overhype the moment. He's just kind of one speed and, uh, all the time. And I could see it was was starting to get to him just a little bit, you know, that, um, just all, all, all the years coming there for him at East Bay. And then even like Mike Marlar moments before the feature, like one of his crew, crew guys walked up to him and, and just, just like told him to have fun and soak it in for, you know, one last, uh, winter nationals race there and, I didn't really have one like significant conversation that that really like stands out to me the most and I talked with James Essex a little bit uh to you know just getting his um <laughs> his thoughts and um you know outlook on on East Bay and every everyone knows you know James is a is is a national treasure and uh conversations are you know never short with James And just, you know, it's those like little interactions uh, on my walkabouts and whereabouts on Saturday that um, that stick out to me. And, um, you know, just like I think I'll go back to just like, you know, taking in East Bay and like the lay of the land of, of East Bay and just like the charm of the facility. Like I didn't, you know, realize how much the place, just ha- how much charm the place has until you finally set foot on the, on the grounds there and walk around and see it for yourself. And, uh, I think I was, I was caught up in that more than any conversation, but definitely like those like little exchanges through the night. Um, and, uh, just like listed into Kovac stories too. Um, just now, I'll uh, Kovac I'll tales. live. It, yes, Kovac tales. I'll live through Kovac's tales on this one.
0: Yeah, I, I had some memory. good ones from.
1: Oh. oh, Derek, sorry. I just I had a, some good ones from Rick Eckert too. I talked to Rick Eckert, who's been there a long yeah. time, he was helping Ross Robinson, and I, I ask Rick Eckert about like, the nineties. Yeah, man, nobody. in the 90s, when they used to, nobody, like, they, everybody didn't have these big haulers and stayed at the racetrack. So everybody left the racetrack all the time during the Winter Nationals, headed down to the uh, hotel, I guess, in Apollo Beach with the pool in the middle of the balconies. Everybody can look out in their <laughs> hotel rooms, and, man, I guess some wild stuff happened there. It was, a little, it was fun. Yeah, They're all nope, racing not back too to, much to the detail,
0: hotel. Not too much detail. We that's it. That's no, all I'm saying.
1: I just said they have fun. It was sort of probably yeah. like a, a National Lampoon's vacation when Chevy Chase was jumping in the pool and oh. everybody
0: in the hotel woke up and was like, what's going on down there? <laughs> I like it. Yeah, that was, that was, those are the glory days for those guys. I just picture like, it's like Eckerd in the 90s would like equivalent to like, what, Turbo's age and like Sheppy's age or how like, you know, roughly. So like, you just really? those guys. Yeah, cool I mean, they'd party. be in yeah, their 20s. Cool. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. My memory is uh, we weren't at the racetrack, but it was, I think, Thursday night. We kind of late, getting stuff. We're unwinding a little bit. It's me, Kovac, and the Hall of Famer, Steve Giggis, uh, showing us like old-school East Bay videos that he shot. Uh, Steve shot his last race ever at the Winter Nationals on Saturday. Uh, I love the guy. Uh, he, he's the man, but... Uh, he was very emotional throughout the week. But he showed us some great videos. And my favorite video was, I had no idea that East Bay used to have a, uh, what do you call it, a mascot called Speedo the Speedo the Clown, which he would do like acts in between the races, get chased by cops. And Steve Giggis loved him. Uh, he had a good video piece that he showed us of Speedo and his lovely wife getting married on the front stretch during the East Bay Winter Nationals. Uh, the former owner at the time even dressed up as a clown to be, like, the best man, I think, pretty much for Speedo. Uh, and then at the very end, he got chased by cops, and they were in a fire truck, and they were had, like, the just-married beer cans, and they were driving off, and the three or four cops were chasing after Speedo. So not only back in the day did you have some great racing action, you had the off-track uh, during uh, delays and during intermission with Speedo the Clown. Uh, yeah, he, I should have dressed up with him on Saturday, Kovacs, to kind of just relive the vibes for some of those guys in the 90s and early 2000s. I
1: say, I saw Speedo the Clown, so I, I, I know I know of him, and I know of his antics. So, like, yeah, you should, that would have been a good one. You, we should have gotten
0: you. We should have brought back Speedo as uh, D-Suave. I said if I was earlier in my career, like in my 20s, I think I would have <laughs> pulled it off to try to get more views, but I didn't want to, like, you know, lower my – my level a little bit, but yeah, speed of the clown did not know anything about that, but uh, yeah, it's gonna be sad to miss the place. It was grace. It was great racing all week, which kind of makes it a bummer uh, moving forward. Just how great it was. Those, you know, six features uh, in five nights, right? Yeah. Five nights. Cause we had a you know, to do the double shows throughout the week. It was, it was a good time. Great uh, memories. A lot of reminiscing, as I mentioned at the top of the show, and that place will, will be forever missed. Cause it, it, it was the heart and soul of, of speed weeks no doubt about that and it was like you know all the late model drivers that are in the hall of fame current drivers that will be eventually in the dirt late model hall of fame have won races there and competed at the clay by the bay all right guys one more thing we'll start off with mcfadden how about you
2: so there's uh, there's been a, a change of ownership at uh, east alabama motor speedway uh tim thomason i think i'm saying his last name there right in uh David White are taking over the facility in Alabama, uh, from, from, uh, Billy Thomas. So, uh, that happened, uh, that change of ownership happened on February 2nd. And, um, I'll be chasing down <clears> the <throat> story there. Just, just, uh, getting, getting more details and more of the, uh, the fuller vision there for the, uh, the new, the new ownership of, uh, East Alabama. So. Uh, looks like there's plenty of, uh, improvements there in the works. Um, and so some fa- facility upgrades, it seems, and, uh, just like overall fan experience seems to be, uh, the, the focus there in improving that or enhancing that. And so, uh, you, you know, it's good to see, um, you know, when there's a change in, in ownership, it's always good to see, you know, new or just kind of, uh, a, uh, a fresh outlook or, you know, just keeping and finding ways to obviously improve, you know, these racetracks and and, and keeping them upgraded or keeping them maintained. And so uh, that's encouraging to see. So, but uh, be on, be on the lookout for, for more details there.
0: Home of the national 100. I also feel like that place has exchanged right. hands, you know, a few times throughout my dirt on dirt career. So hopefully we can get something established And, you know, make some improvements. And really, that track races well majority of the time. So, if they can keep that going, I think that event will be okay. So, uh, Kovac, one of our favorite people to talk to for my one more thing is at East Bay is no doubt Gary Stuehler. I feel like he's everywhere. Every time he turns, he's right there. Like, he, he is just mingling with everybody. A former East Bay Winter Nationals champion. But I'm starting my campaign now. Can you read that? Get <laughs> yep, Stewart to Falls. Falls. Hashtag. So everybody that's watching this, get on Twitter, Facebook, hashtag get Stewart to Falls. I've been working at him to come to the Prairie Dirt Classic. Uh, I don't know what it's gonna I don't know what it's gonna have to take to get him there, but his son, he's all in about he's all about it. So if we can get Gary Stewart to get to the Prairie Dirt Classic, I would love that. He's one of my favorite people in the Prairie area. Uh I don't know, come back. Can we get Stewart? You know, can we put on a show there at the Prairie Dirt? I mean, he said he wished he had a bigger trailer to go out there. I'm like, Gary, you can get a truck and trailer, drive that bad boy out with you. We will get you a hotel room. We'll get you pit passes. Whatever you need, we need Stewart at Fairbury for the Prairie Dirt Classic. So, my campaign is starting tonight. Get Stewart to fall. So, if you see this, hashtag me at DSWAB underscore 12. We're going to get the Hall of Famer to the Prairie Dirt Classic, and that would be a fun weekend. You'd enjoy it. Go back. I think it would be great. Uh, like
1: I, I th- remember he did say, though, he's not sure if like every if he could even find his way, like past, um, you know, at least his team could find his way past uh, Bedford or something or Lernerville. <laughs> he did go out too far west. But, yeah, let's get him there. I, I'm going to tell him I saw him uh, on Monday before the rain out at Volusia. He was there still and he's still down here in speed weeks, like taking it all. I remember he's retired. He retired last year. So uh, he's he's set to go. But one more thing for me. I'll, uh, I just want to mention uh, the, the scary moment from East Bay was on Saturday, you know, midway through the race. And um, uh, when Jensen Ford stopped his car and turned two, he'd been running in you know, close, he'd been run, had been running well, too, at uh, the top 10 in top five, even uh, during the race, had a good week with uh, with Bruce Kane racing kind of his debut there. So he, he made some uh, made some uh, made, made a mark on the week. And all of a sudden, the car's sitting there and no, it looked like no damage or anything. And apparently he had been knocked out, uh, you know, he lost consciousness. He believes it seems like from uh, hitting a hole and and then just having his head kind of you know, bounce to the side and must have just hit that headrest right the way it happened. And, and, it, and it, at least it stunned him, at least it dazed him. He, he thinks he seems like he was out. Uh, the paramedics, they did thought, they did maybe think that could have been, maybe he was dehydrated or something, he might have passed out. Um, you know, after he hit the hole and was dazed or something, but it, it does seem like he hit the, the side there that the most, thing. nothing came in the car and hit him that they could tell. So, uh, luckily he was all right he was able to walk out of the car, get to the ambulance and they checked him out, uh, talked to him later. And, and he was, uh, he was definitely sore. And, and since then he's had a sore neck. So that kind of leads you to believe he did hit his head, uh, you know, kind of a, a really hard, but luckily he was all right, but good week for him. Other than that uh he made some uh he made some noise during the week a couple heat winds too so uh keep an eye on jensen ford what he's going to be he'll be up in the north too. run some like he's planning to run some port royal stuff because kane's from maryland and uh they'll, nice. they'll be at some different racetracks just out of the south uh southeast this year
0: awesome yeah hopefully i'm glad he's okay and hopefully for speedy recovery uh he was pretty faster i think he was running the top five when that happened so uh yep. heartbreak hotel for jensen ford but Cloudy's okay. That car looks sporty. He's pretty fast, so good luck to him the rest of the way here in 2024. East Bay week is over with. It was sad. Uh, a lot of memories at that place. We'll never forget it, especially for the Winter National, so be sure to go there in October for the finale. Hopefully, they can get that race uh, as well. Uh, this week, Volusia. We got World of Auto's action. We'll see if Brandon Shepard can uh, continue his points lead there. We got some heavy hitters there. Bobby Pierce is back. Uh, We are recording this on Tuesday before all those triple features and the other features as well. So we don't know who's going to win those uh, when you watch this. But hey, Volusia, me and Kovac's favorite racetrack. We love it out there uh, leading up to the Daytona 500. So got Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Four more nights of racing. Get there. The Daytona area oval there. Volusia, be sure to check out the highlights and stories and everything at DirtOnDirt.com and all the live stuff, including High Limit at Flow Racing. Until next time, this is The Dirt Reporters. Thank you for watching.